Welcome to The Secrets of the Self-Made, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of some of the most successful and inspiring entrepreneurs and self-made individuals. Join us as we delve into the stories of those who have achieved great success, uncovering the secrets that allowed them to overcome challenges, push through obstacles, and ultimately achieve their dreams. From business magnets to creative geniuses, we explore the traits, habits, and mindsets that set these individuals apart and offer valuable insights and practical advice for anyone seeking to achieve their own success. Sit back, relax, and prepare to discover the secrets of the self-made. Welcome back to the secrets of the self-made. Today is so fun because I have a very special special guest. Uh, My son, Griffin, um, has agreed to be like my guest on this podcast. And I love this because we're going to kind of take this in a little bit of a different direction. Um, Griffin hasn't like really um, dove into what it means to self-coach. He hasn't really learned the self-control operating system, much to my dismay. Like I have um, really encouraged him to learn it and apply it to his life. And I think he's a good example of, you know, when somebody's ready, they'll do it. And he really actually hasn't had a need for it. So um, I think that that is something that really should kind of have a light, you know, spotted on it. That just because this operating system is out there and available to everyone doesn't mean that it's for everyone. Um, Until you actually have a problem that you're really, you know, struggling to solve or a goal that you really don't feel in control of achieving, then this probably isn't a tool that you want to um, invest time and energy in. No doubt the time will come. And Griffin is lucky enough to have a mom who knows how to teach this. But I want to just kind of shine a light on how well he has done um, utilizing his own methods, right? So he is definitely what it means to be self-made and he's becoming more of a person that cares deeply about, you know, contribution and um, what it means to like operate from his own values. And I just, I couldn't be any more proud of him. And I just want to like share with all of you what it looks like to be 23, (laughs) about to be 24, almost 24. That's what hung me up. Um, Years old, graduated from college and now, you know, is in the big boy world of sales. And so um, welcome. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for being here. He's got his Wookiee of the Year shirt on. We are going to a baseball game tonight um, that is hosted by my hus- husband's company, and they always do these super cute shirts every year. And so Wookiee of the Year 
for those of you who are watching this on video, you can see it. It's adorable and they're super soft. I'm super excited to, yeah. Okay. So welcome to Secrets of the Self-Made. Thanks. Tell tell my audience a little bit about yourself, um, what you would want them to know. Um, I guess was a big baseball player growing up. Um, went to Lakeville South High School. Uh, played baseball there. I actually was a captain of the team my senior year. Um, then went on to play in college at Luther College in Decorah, Iowa. Um, unfortunately, going into college, I got in a little tubing accident and dislocated my shoulder. Um, then at college, I ended up getting surgery, so I stopped playing baseball. Uh, right around COVID, I think, is right, right when I decided I was going to stop playing. It was right when we got sent home for COVID, so it would have been my sophomore year. And then stayed with the team, decided to just be a manager, so I got paid to be at a free practice instead of uh, – um, instead of just going to four hour practices every day, I was getting paid. So that was a benefit of it. And being around the guys obviously was really nice too. Um, today I grad or I graduated in 2022. Um, I think it was around January. I started my job search. So January of 2022 started the job search. Um, I actually got a job offer from a recruitment company, um, that I thought I was going to take. And then Loeffler companies came to the table um, through a connection that you and dad had with John Hastings and kind of took my career off from there. So yeah, that's pretty much uh, it. I love golfing, fishing, like the outdoors, like going up north, um, cabins. I haven't got up there yet this year, mm-hmm. but you're on your you're chip off the old block with uh, your love of different leagues. You're on a fishing league. You yeah. love the golf, although you're not on a golf league. But no, I'm a sub in a golf league. I was in a bowling league, or I was a sub in dad's bowling league. Um, yeah, fishing league though is like the only one that I it's consistent right now. So yeah. keeps me busy on Tuesday nights. Yeah, where do you live? I live at home as of right now. Um, <laughs> the goal when I started at Loeffler is I wanted to move out within a year. Um, so what it would be right around now, I guess. Um, but I got a couple other expenses. I got some student loans I got to pay off. I got, um, I'm looking at a new car. I'm currently driving a 2005 Acura. And so I <laughs> think's about ready to uh, give out. I mean, it's got around 250 or 75,000 miles on it. So looking for a new car. So that's going to put a dent in my uh, finance, um, into my financial life. And so staying at home isn't the worst thing in the world right now. No. Um, once I uh, start getting a little annoyed with the two wiener dogs at home, that's probably when I'll end up moving out. So, we'll see. Yeah. So um, it's actually been a lot of fun. And now we've just recently moved our daughter home who graduated uh, just a few weeks ago from college. So yeah. this is not only our living space, it's our co-working space. So we've had to be really strategic about where everybody lands and works from. Um, but so far so good. And I think a lot of, you know, the, the results that we're experiencing, the good results that we're experiencing, hundred percent 
starts at the level of our mind. Like, you know, what is the expectation that we have? And really, at least for me, uh, speaking for myself, um, I have to go back to what are my expectations um, and are those serving me, right? Like I, if I have the expectation that the house is always organized or that everybody's contributing with the chores or that, um, you know, that there's no noise or disruption, you know, that's probably an expectation that's not going to work for me or a thought, a belief that's not going to work for me. Um, and ultimately it's really going to sabotage my experience. And so because I know that I literally work on that on a daily basis, really asking myself, like, how am I feeling about us all living and working from one place? Um, and why? And that has really made for so far a very harmonious experience. And one that I would say, I think all of us are enjoying. Um, so Griffin, tell me a little bit about your um, experience in the workforce. Like, where are the struggles that, um, you know, what are the struggles that you're seeing um, that you're experiencing? Well, sales is up and down all the time. So you could always just say being in sales are, is a struggle just because you're never going to have a consistent workflow right out the gate. And so it's tough building that pipeline right now for myself to set myself up down the road to be financially free. So that's the end goal is what I'm looking to do. Um, do you look at that as like a one and done, like I need to create this pipeline so that I am financially free for you know the rest of my life? Or do you look at this as like an ongoing, this is like a best practice and I need to kind of learn how to like wrap my arms around this and make it more of a consistent day in, day out thought and feeling? Yeah. Um, I, I have a weekly strategy that I try to stick to in sales. Mm -hmm. um, my manager, who is awesome, he has been holding my hand for the first year, which has been more than beneficial. Um, he has taught me a lot of things. And one of the big things that I've been trying to stick to is a weekly strategy that gives me um, some structure in my day. Because obviously sales, um, if I, I'm honest, I have a salary, so I don't sell anything. I'm not going to be on the side of the street. But uh, obviously, I want to make as much money as possible right now. And that comes with selling things and keeping a weekly strategy like um, I'm technically working today, but I set my weekly strategy up where Fridays and Mondays, like I have a lot more flexibility to do what I want. I can work from home. Wear um, Wookiee of the Year t-shirts. Exactly. Wear, <laughs> wear a hat. Um, sometimes I'm in comfy sweatshirts. It gets cold in our basement, so I'm always bundled up down there. I got a blanket on me most of the time. Um, <laughs> but I set my schedule up like that, like for a reason, obviously. So Yeah. Does it feel like something you have to do or does it feel like something you want to do having that weekly strategy session. I feel like it's something I have to do. If I don't have that weekly strategy put in place, I would, um, I would struggle, I think. Um, so it's working well, for you. Yeah, it, it, it's working for okay, me. Okay. So um, if you didn't do that, mm -hmm. what would, you know, what do you think the results would be? Well, I've only been doing it now for the past 
probably month and a half. I've always had one in place, but I wasn't sticking to it. And I started seeing no progress in my days. Mm. And so having this structure really, really puts my head down and lets me grind and do what I need to do. And then it also gives me the flexibility that I want on the on those other days. Um, yeah. So you when, actually have seen the benefits of doing it. And oh, so you are like leaning into it. It's like something that, you know, you want to do because you actually like the benefits that are coming out of it. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so it's just a matter of kind of reframing that instead of thinking about it as something you have to do, sometimes that can be a little punitive. You know, it, it doesn't feel as comfortable as I want to do this because I love the experience that I get from it. Yeah. I mean, that's sales. You get, you get paid the amount of work you put in. So keeping it structured like that definitely benefits me. And so, um, yeah, I I mean, you're exactly right on that front. Uh, what I will say is that when, when I notice that I'm not sticking to that weekly strategy, I'll go through lows in the selling cycle where it's like, Oh shoot, I haven't sold anything for a couple of weeks now. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm just getting my salary and not no commission checks are coming in. And that, then it kind of, kick my own ass kind of and get back into gear and get back onto that track. And I think I've been doing it now straight for, uh, I would say over a month okay. where I've been sticking to it and I definitely see the benefits so far. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. How do you, how do you think about your clients? You know, I coach a lot of people on a professional level and helping them think about their clients in a way that is very like loving and serving can be of great value. And it really does pay off dividends. Um, And it's interesting, the clients that I have that, you know, come into a session feeling um, like they need to control what the clients do, or they feel out of control, um, they get an entirely different result. And it's great because we quickly come to the conclusion of what needs to change. We need to change the way that they're thinking about the clients. And I know you've been really successful so far in the role at Loeffler. And I feel like Loeffler does such a great, great job of, you know, supporting you and encouraging you. I think that it's probably part of their intentional strategy of like creating this younger workforce, Mm -hmm. you know, boosting their, confidence and really kind of affirming all everything that they've done. But I don't think that that's just hype. I do think that you are doing a great job and Mm -hmm. I think you can contribute those results to the way that you think about your clients. Cause we hear you come home every night or come upstairs every night and you talk about, you know, your desire to really serve, to really help people. And you're thinking bigger, like you're not just thinking about this one sale, you're thinking bigger about how comprehensively you can help them. Is there anything else that you are, you know, you find yourself always thinking about a client? Um, obviously you're going to see a lot of different people. Um, I do have clients that I really love and I have clients that can be a pain in my butt sometimes (laughs) and that's just sales. Right. And so, um, I, I don't have just one, like, I don't know how to word it. I just don't have one client. Like, um, 
one typical yeah, kind of client. Yeah, one, one typical kind of client. It keeps me on my toes. They're all different. And then mm-hmm. I think that's some of the stuff that I enjoy. I will say my biggest downfall is trying to please every single one of my clients. And mm-hmm. one thing that I'm starting to pick up on is like no one to walk away. No one. It's okay to, hey, I'm not going to drop this price because I think this is what I am worth mm-hmm. for their time or the time that I'm putting into this deal. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it, it obviously coming out of college, I just want to sell, 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 sell. And now being almost a year in, I am really starting to open my eyes like, okay, do I really want to sell this client and lock them into a contract? And then I am pretty much bound to this customer for three plus years now. No, not really. Okay. So I'm not going to drop my price if they go move on to a different one of my competitors and go ahead and do it. It's not, it's not going to, um, at the end of the day, yeah, the paycheck would have been nice, but it's going to be more of a headache. And it might not have been the right fit for them. Exactly. Exactly. And so you see that a lot in sales. So a lot of the time it's knowing when to walk away and making sure that you know your worth and what you bring to the table is one of the biggest things in sales. Um, You did the saboteur assessment, right? That I offer to my clients where it really kind of shines a light on... what narrative you tend to operate from that actually sabotages you without any sort of awareness. If you're operating from this narrative, it can sabotage you. And I think yours came up with, um, it was hyper achiever and was it people pleaser? Yep. Those would definitely be the one and two. Yeah. And so it's really good to know that about yourself, right? It's a tough thing to get over in sales. That's for sure. Because I can't even tell you the amount of times like, this goes back to my weekly strategy. I have emails that come in constantly of clients that need something or want to see pricing on something. And with my weekly strategy, I go back and I almost have it like every couple hours. Okay. For this two hour spend, you're prospecting. That's all you're doing. If you have a client that sends you an email, unless it's dire need, I'm pushing it off for a couple hours. When I first started, I would respond like that. And, And then open that can of worms. And then it was just, then I was getting frustrated when other people at the company internally, when I would reach out to them for support, they weren't getting back to me as fast as I was getting back to my client. Mm -hmm. And so then I felt bad leaving my client out and like out to dry, Mm -hmm. which at the end of the day, wasn't what I was doing, but it's what I felt and what I thought. And it was just changing that mindset around of really what, um, what I needed to get done for Mm -hmm. that day. And, stay to that yeah and and instead of worrying about are they going to like me right like exactly yeah you have to first (laughs) recognize your own value and you're Mm -hmm. doing the best that you can at Mm -hmm. you know at with what you have to work with and if you have that conviction if you have that belief then you don't waffle on the oh my god am i doing something wrong or oh my god are they gonna leave or are Mm -hmm. they gonna not like me um, and then, you know, the people pleaser coupled with the hyperachiever, the hyperachiever saboteur often like connects your achievements to your worth, you know, so that always has you thinking that everything you do has to be perfect, um, that you have to keep striving for the higher, you know, the next rung on that ladder. Yep. Um, when in reality, we're all worthy, you know, it's like there's it. And I will say that the saboteur narratives that 
you know, are most prominent in your life, they are derived, they're birthed from your greatest strengths. So Griffin's, one of Griffin's greatest strengths is that he is very driven. He's very goal oriented. Um, the fact that the people pleaser shows up, he's an empath. He feels very deeply. He can connect well with other people, but if he's not careful, his primitive brain will abuse and like overuse those strengths and will sabotage him if he isn't really aware of what's actually going on so that he can intercept it before the unwanted results unfold. So um, I love the fact that he has that heightened sense of awareness and can kind of adjust and just really be on the lookout for that. Um, no doubt that will serve him well. So will self-coaching. So when he's ready for some <laughs> um, training on self-coaching, it will probably 10x his his <laughs> prospecting results, but I'll just let him, you know, be ready on his own time for that. <laughs> so um, anything else that you want to share? Any advice? Like, what does it mean to you to be self-made? Well, I'll go back and say some advice first. Okay. Um, um, oh, geez, I had a point here that I was going to touch on and I totally just spaced out. Um, Any advice for younger people who are like just, you know, coming out of college or maybe even um, have been in the workforce, you know, yeah, for a short um, amount of time? Use your connections. That's a big, big one. Uh, we have, we just hired on a couple of interns at Loeffler that are making some cold calls for me and the other members of the team that I'm a part of. And both of the interns were talking about how tough it was and how many people that they were going up again at every single internship that they applied for. Mm -hmm. And they were saying that some of those they didn't have connections at, but offer they did. And so that's pretty much why they felt like they got the job. Mm -hmm. They're not, um, they're not, not bad at their job whatsoever. I mean, a little early to tell them they're four days in or whatever, <laughs> but, uh, um, Oh, there's hold on one sec. We got the my dad's mowing the lawn right now. Yeah, but that's so. okay. It should oh, okay, perfect. Um, yeah, but I would say use your connections. Um, everybody has a network, no matter it may not be super big or super mm -hmm. small. You know people, and people know people that will lead to a job down the road. I mean, yeah. like I personally didn't know John Hastings that well before, but I knew the family and I knew his sister really well. And mm -hmm. you guys knew John Hastings really well. And so I used that connection and got a job at Loeffler for yeah. a position that they weren't even hiring for at the time too. It's like, right. use your connections, reach out. Um, there's, there, there's a lot of companies out there that are always looking to hire. Yeah. You just got to find them. I will say, so yes, definitely nurturing relationships and recognizing that, you know, <laughs> these are great resources for you, these connections, these relationships. Um, and people want to help people. Like that's something that I think we all forget. Um, people want to help people. And the other thing that I want to mention is that, yes, dad and I had the connection um, with John, but you still went through an interview process that ultimately got you the job, right? You brought oh, forward yeah. the skills and it wasn't just oh, yeah. the fact that you had that, you know, it wasn't a wide open door. You, no, had, no, no. you had to earn your place. Yeah, um, they, they didn't even know if they were going to hire when I started or when I went through the interview process. I mean, they had, I'm coming out of college and 
a lot of these companies are still shook by COVID. And they're mm-hmm. still getting out of COVID. So they haven't hired in a long time. So I was the first like new hire on the on the sales team since before COVID. Mm. And so it was just something that um, I, I, I don't feel like I was given this job whatsoever. I feel like I earned it through my uh, interview process. I mean, like I didn't even, I didn't even meet John until couple weeks after I started at the right. company. Like right. I didn't know interview process with him, but just having, having a reference where a point of contact, a point of contact. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just huge in today's uh, workforce. So. Yeah. And it goes both ways, mm-hmm. right? Like, so yeah. now you're being tapped by some of these incoming interns oh, yeah. and, and asked for help. And of mm-hmm. course, again, we want to help those around us. And so it just becomes, you know, this beautiful, like give and take cycle and, you know, remembering that it is so worth the time to invest into relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything else that you want to, any advice, sir? Yeah. Another piece of advice, if you're going into sales, try your best to be a relationship seller is what I would say is uh, sales. Anybody in the sales force kind of get a bad rap. You get the sleazy car salesman is like is what you're pinned as. And so interacting with people face to face over teams, even a phone call, like as long as you are straight up with them saying, Hey, I may not be like, we might not be the right fit with one another. I would love to meet you. I would love to build a relationship. If it goes nowhere, it goes nowhere, but I just want to build that relationship. So if something does happen down the road. I would love to be one of your first calls. Yeah. I would love to give you a bit. And so just building some of the best relationships I have um, at Loffler or outside of Loffler because of my job um, are people that turned Loffler away. Right. And so they decided that uh, Loffler wasn't a good fit, but I built that relationship with them mm. well enough where now I check in with them every three months as if they are one of my clients. Hey, how is, how are things going? Like, mm-hmm. uh, just wanted to check in, make sure you guys don't need anything. Maybe need another bid down the road. Like always keep those doors open. Cause who knows what uh, a small company of three people right now, who knows what it's going to look like down the road. Right. right. And so yeah, that, that, that's a big one. Don't break relationships that you have, even if you do lose a deal. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Keep that door open. Yeah. Relationships and focusing on service versus, you know, the transaction exactly. is, um, is a great piece of advice. So mm-hmm. awesome. Well, thank you. It has been super fun. Yeah. I, I look forward to the day that we can, uh, work further together on mindset and I can teach you how to really, um, execute on the self-control operating system because I, definitely think that (laughs) you can put it into play and 10x your prospecting uh, goals. God, if I 10x it, I might be a millionaire soon. That would be great. And then you can move out. And (laughs) all right. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of the Self-Made. We will be back next week with another secret and another self-made person. Take care. struggling to achieve your goals? Do you find yourself getting sidetracked by distractions and obstacles along the way? It's time to take control of your mind and harness the power of self-control with Mind Over Matter. This three-hour program is packed with practical strategies 
and techniques to help you overcome challenges, stay focused, and achieve your goals. With expert guidance and real-world examples, you'll learn how to train your mind to stay on track and avoid the pitfalls that can derail your progress. Whether you're looking to improve your health, build your business, or reach any other goal, Mind Over Matter is the solution you've been searching for. So why wait? Sign up now and start achieving the success you deserve. Go to www.selfmadeyou.com.